0: That's why I say, shot. shot, no shot, with Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN
1: app. That's why I say, my shot. Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, John of the Hood with you. Hope that you're going to have a great Monday. At this time, every single day, we give you Shot or No Shot. Here's Jake Cantu. JC? Good morning, gentlemen.
2: How are you guys doing?
1: We're awesome. Let's
2: rock and
0: roll.
1: Had a great, great weekend, and looking forward to Shot or No Shot. All right, let's see what we have here. What can you unpack for us here for
2: the weekend? All right, let's start unpacking uh, Super Bowl week. We haven't mentioned it yet. We made it to Super Bowl week, right? And I know we've talked about our uh, favorite sports moments here on Shot or No Shot before. Mm -hmm. I know it's been a a question. But I wanted to focus on the weeks. And I think unless your team is playing... You know, uh, ahead of this week. Mm -hmm. You had the whole media and all that stuff. All the festivities. Shot or no shot, Super Bowl week is actually the saddest week in sports. Because this is the last time football will be played for a while. (laughs) He's right. (laughs) Oh, USFL's coming. And they just announced
0: the Arena League's coming back. It is? How about that? Bring back the rush. I was a season ticket holder, Brett and I.
1: Chicago team coming?
0: They haven't said yet. Uh Chicago rush. Uh,
1: So... For a football fan, that is a shot. That no more college, that's been gone, no more pros. I know for some, this was an issue because there was no football this weekend. If you like the Pro Bowl, but I mean real football. So I would say it's a shot for some. If you're a football fan, you know that come Sunday, that'll be that with that.
0: Now you get locked in on free agency, the draft, Mm -hmm. trades. There'll be a lot to go on between now and... Training camp. A lot. But for the gambler, though, the hands are shaking. Correct. It's <laughs> shaking. I have nothing to gamble on. Can I have I, to start watching basketball.
3: Can I get a parlay on something from the NFL?
0: <laughs> there, there is no, no, itchy.
1: Oh, no, there's nothing there. That's it. They're going to be feeding to be able, like, like you, looking to be able to look at a point spread for a game. And there's no game, Cap. Of course, Cap will be right
2: there for the USFL, though. That's correct.
1: I like the team in yellow.
2: Or the XFL cap. You got that, too. The XFL. I
1: look forward to those. So that is a shot. JC.
2: All righty. Let's move on to the – we mentioned the NBA trade deadline already. We discussed little Bulls. Uh, We've been throwing out some ideas, and uh, obviously we talked about the inconsistency the Bulls have had on and off the court. So uh, with the Bulls still in a holding pattern, and I know we just talked about some of the mock drafts, uh, and what we've seen the front office do in the past – Shot or no shot. The Bulls won't make a move at all this week. That's a shot, unfortunately. Hmm?
0: That's a shot. Now I'm, I still predict they'll make some cosmetic deal. I do not see them breaking up this team at the last second going, "I right, blow it up." No chance. No chance. But they're, they have to. It look, if they don't go out and get some help at guard, then they are literally giving you the middle finger, telling you we don't really care. You cannot look at this team on February the 6th, 2023, and go, we're good. Either pick one direction or the other. I mean, that would be gross malpractice by this front office. And we can't get them to even think about speaking publicly. I mean, it's really embarrassing, the state of where it's at. Jay Moore, put another request in,
1: please, for the Bulls for an office.
0: Yes, his Carnish. name's Matt
1: Yobe. Y O B, head of media relations. We're going to keep asking because they have to be held accountable here. I don't even. You know what? As far as I know, I don't think they even come on the flagship. The I don't, I haven't heard of any. I follow everybody. I haven't seen any quotes. So, uh, I, I would say that is a. What was it, say the question again? The Bulls what? Won't a make Bulls a move. Won't
2: make a move at all this week.
1: Um, that's a no shot. They 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 will make a move, but I think is what Cap said, cosmetically. I'm saying that they're going to trade Alex Caruso. And based on what Cap also told us, cosmetic, it would be Andre Drummond. I think that both of those guys will be. But it's not going to be anything significant to affect the starting lineup well, like
0: it should. Okay, but if you get rid of Andre Drummond and Alex Caruso and you don't get anything of substance back mm-hmm. then all you're doing is weakening yourself. Then what are we really doing here? Right. I think it's between bench guys
1: and nothing at all. So that's the middle ground. That's what it is. He's not He's not changing. He's not training Levine, DeRozan, or Vucevic, or Patrick Williams, or Io DeSubo. That's not happening. As Caruso, that's Caruso. That's a guy that I think a number of teams covet to be like a key for down the stretch in the playoffs defensively. Correct. They want a guy like that because what is Alex Caruso doing on this Bulls team? Seriously, what is he really doing? He doesn't have the bookend defender with Lonzo Ball when they did a really good job of stopping penetration. They did. Okay, so then what – no one else can do that here. And this team is is just rich with combo guards. <laughs> I mean, from, from Kobe White to Zach Levine – to, you know, all these guys. are uh, Drogic, supposed to be your lead guard. He doesn't get playing time because he's old. Correct. So who
0: are you adding here? You that's cosmetic. You don't play Dalen Terry because he's in Windy City. He got he got in the other night. I couldn't believe it. I'm watching the game and, whoa, Dalen Terry's in there. Deserves it. I've been watching him in Windy City. He deserves some time. He works hard if yeah. you're... Look, if you're not trying to win a championship, then you better be in developmental mode. I see Patrick Williams making solid progress to being a really good player. He's 21.
1: But, but see, J.C., here's the problem. I've been telling Cap this. We, I do not want to go back to the Gar and Pax days of non-playoff teams and the Bulls having a reservation in Brooklyn for the draft, for the lottery, every single year. I don't want to see that again. But I also don't want to see this team middling at 25 and 27. I know I, beggars can't be choosers, but I don't want this team to the lottery because I don't know what our Kar- Connor Shobos and Eversley can do to make the team better. I do not. Could you imagine this team at rock bottom with that group? Nothing's happening. My partner said it best. What's really the difference between Gar and Pax and this regime,
0: record-wise? Nothing. And Gar and Pax, I was not a Gar guy. I never was. Pax, for all his faults, did that guy come on the air? Whether it was with me when I was by myself, he came on with us, he came on with Waddle and Sylvie, like, he took a lot of heat and finally said, okay, I'm out, let's get fresh blood in here. Yeah, And deservedly so, it was time. Yes. What have these dudes done except try to get back to the level the Bulls were at when they had Jimmy here? Have they done anything? Did you get done at the end of the summer and go, boy... My team pushed all their chips in. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. No, they signed Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic, mm-hmm. and I know. I screamed, "You got to get perimeter shooting." Nope, didn't do it. Mm-mm. I know the afternoon show said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I I just think what they have done is basically middle fingered their fan base and said, "We don't care." It's embarrassing.
3: All right.
2: Uh, I've been waiting for this question. I know Cap. I know. (laughs) I had something in my voice. I know Cap. uh, Powering through. uh, I'm a little scared to ask this question now but what Cap said before we started the segment. Uh, But the Dallas Mavericks traded for a risky Kyrie Irving yesterday. Uh, We finally got a Woj bomb to start the week off. The Mavs now have two All-Stars and guards that average over 27 points a game. Shot or no shot. Luka and Kyrie are the best guard duel in the league now.
0: Yeah, no shot, because Kyrie is a jackass. No one wants him as their teammate. And let me just give a memo to Shark Tank guy down there, Mark Cuban. You could have just re-signed Jalen Brunson, who was your own free agent, instead of letting him run off to New York where he's playing at an all-star level and not had to give away anything. And Kyrie's a free agent in the summer. He wants $200 million. What did they give Brunson? $60 million? Mm -hmm. That's $140 million you could have stuck in your pocket, Shark Tank boy. So, Yeah, no. I think it's, again, he's wildly talented. He'll mind his P's and Q's for a while because he wants to get paid. He is a horrible teammate. I believe that the Brooklyn Nets are the most disappointing NBA team of my lifetime. You remember how many people said, oh, God, they're never going to lose. Wow! Then Harden said, I, I "Play with this guy. I'm out. He's in Phoenix or, uh, Philly." Yeah, you can have Ben Simmons for him.
1: Disappointing with talent or disappointing period? Because Elgin Baylor's Clippers says, "Hold my beer." Both Elgin
0: Baylor's Clippers were horrible. They right. knew it. they never believed they were going to be good. Right. Go back and read the articles when they got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, with Harden. Oh, everybody said. Oh, my God, that team's never going to lose. They were the overwhelming favorite in Vegas to win the title. Bunch it.
1: Okay, watch it. Careful now. Our buddy Evan Cohen from the company, good karma, says Irving has now asked out of winning. He's asked out of losing. Highest paid player, not the highest paid player. The Batman role, the Robin role, his hometown, away from home, playing with star veterans and playing with star young players. He has literally quit on every possible situation, the biggest quitter in sports, Kyrie Irving. Correct. How, and this is JC behind behind you, by the way, a Dallas Mavericks fan. The idea that you get Kyrie Irving forcing his way out of Brooklyn. And I know Joe uh, Sy, the owner of Brooklyn, had enough. After all this time, you get Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, and now he forces his way out to go to the Mavericks. Here's a guy that can't stay happy. You have a, a significant other and you're dating her, you're courting her, you bring her flowers all the time, you go to the movies, you have so many things in common. She looks great. The, the sex is unbelievable. But yet she's never happy. No matter what you do, you're hitting all the marks, checking all the boxes, but yet she's never happy. That's Kyrie Irving. Correct. That's who he is. Correct. That, that's who Kyrie Irving, and so now he's part, th- this is how desperate the Mavericks are. Because of the one championship, and God bless him, Dirk Nowitzki went off, what, 70% shooting? That's the reason why they won that championship, because he cannot be stopped. But what have the Mavericks done? And so here's the, and here's the basketball part of it, Cap. Here's the basketball. Luca and Irving on the same floor? Luca going to give up the basketball?
0: Kyrie going to
1: allow that? <laughs> it's like, really, those two? Just because it looks good on paper doesn't necessarily mean that's a good basketball decision. And by the way, when Irving's not getting the ball, guess what? He's going to, want to leave Dallas too,
0: like he leaves everywhere else. Well, let's just be clear. I believe that he is going to be on his best behavior, and maybe it works this spring or a few months. And then you're going to give him 200 million. Good luck with that. I wouldn't want that guy if he paid me 200 million. I just, I just, I JC. I just think that is an absolute joke. Kyrie
1: Irving's never, never happy, never happy. You know, During George Floyd, he just, he just leaves. George Floyd, of course, this country was uh, on
0: fire because
1: of George Floyd. But then Kyrie Irving during that time just
0: leaves. And Steve Nash said, you take all the time you need, clear your head, just keep in touch with me. Yeah. That's all I, okay, you got it. Ghosted him. He said, I text him all the time. I've tried to call him. Can't get anybody to call him back.
2: Yeah, bad teammate. And if I can add real quick, not to go too far out. Look, like I wasn't happy when I saw it, but the basketball in me, right? Oh, new shiny toy! The basketball fan in me, like I want to see it and see what happens. I'm intrigued to see how it works out. If it probably not works out at all, like I see this kind of like the Rajon Rondo trade from a few years back or Stoudemire on the Mavericks. But at the same time, too, it's a brand new shiny toy. Yeah, it's help for Luca. Whatever, put everything off the side right now, just looking from a basketball perspective, he has not had a talent play next to him like Kyrie Irving. And from a basketball fan's perspective, that's what I'm excited about.
1: And what does that mean? Yeah, talented, but yeah, who going to get the ball. Luka is ball dominant. He's a great player. He is. But is he going to give the ball? And again, you have to work with Kyrie. That's just that, to me, I know why they made the trade, by the way. They made the trade because after Denver, it's a wide open West. I understand it because Golden State's struggling. Another injury to Steph Curry. Tell you who's
0: playing better. They're getting healthier. They haven't got Booker back yet. Phoenix.
1: Phoenix is is available. Yeah. Uh, And by the way, that deal was in place. Chris Paul for Kyrie Irving straight up. With picks. Yep. Yeah. So Chris Paul, clearly expendable in Phoenix. (laughs) That would have been interesting.
0: You want him here? Who? Chris Paul? Uh No
1: shot. Nope. No shot. Because again, we're talking about age and health. If the Bulls were close, absolutely. But again, who you trade them for? So, and there and there it is. The Bulls don't have enough to deal without completely uh, destroying the team. All right, coming up, we have around the NFL cap. We've got some stories, lines. We got to get to the around the NFL. Also, Courtney Cronin will be with us as well at eight thirty-five. All part of the mix this morning on the
4: Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Kevin and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan.
0: I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers.
1: The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super
0: Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really good... Thickly-built guy. I mean, what's answer you looking for on these things here? Yeah.
1: We are ready now for Around the NFL on the and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're going to hear from Courtney Cronin. By the way, as we do Around the NFL, go to ESPN.com, click Bears, and check out the latest column from Courtney Cronin. So about Justin Fields. I think you'll enjoy it, and we'll talk to her about it coming up at 835 Around the NFL, here's Jake Cantu. Jake?
2: All righty. We saw yesterday uh, the NFL implemented a new Pro Bowl format, guys. Uh, I know Cap had mentioned his thoughts a little bit earlier this morning, uh, you know, not watching the Pro Bowl. But uh, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit. They had some flag football games introduced, some skill competitions, and the uh, NFC ended up winning uh 35 to 33, if anybody cares about that. Mm -hmm. But uh, what were your initial thoughts of the Pro Bowl? I guess we'll start out with, too.
0: When are they playing this?
1: (laughs) Cap, I saw highlights of it because, like anything else, I avoid the Pro Bowl or the All-Star games. Because I I forgot that there was a new format, because we didn't talk about it Thursday or Friday. But I know that they had this new flag football game, and I was thinking, well, what's the difference between what we saw yesterday and the National Football League? What's the difference? That's flag football, too, every Sunday, quite frankly.
0: I did not watch. I did not. It was... I don't watch it when it's the regular game, and now that it's a bunch of hijinks, no, no interest in that event. I watched a lot of basketball.
1: 58,331 fans was there to be able to see this at Allegiant Stadium. Okay, so, JC, because you and, uh, and Jay Moore... We're watching this i just saw the highlights and so did the quarterback square helmets and the others did not it was like it was like a mix of it some helmets and some just regular hats i see correct honestly
2: i saw more gritting than anything
1: else okay so the guy's dancing the nfc team dancing
2: that's it man that's it
1: okay all right, I guess we can move on.
2: Yeah, terrible. That's it.
1: Sounds like, uh,
0: I like that. A lot of detail. I saw the highlights on
2: ESPN. Uh-huh. I'm like, thank
0: goodness. Jay,
3: Jay Moore, anything on this? Yeah, they gave the long snappers and the punters some love. They had their own game, like a tic-tac-toe thing, where they have to hike the ball and mm-hmm. kick the ball to get tic-tac-toe. And I, I think that was great because those guys get no love. Can't believe I missed that. So, so
1: you know what? That sounds like to me, just based on the highlights I saw on YouTube, that it sounds like it's great for kids. That, is that a way to grow the game for, from a kid's standpoint? Pretty much. Pretty much. A lot of games. As a football guy, were you insulted by this? Or by the pros playing flag football? I'm always insulted. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he's, he's always insulting. Yeah. You know they're adding flag football to the Olympics. Are they? Flag football. That is a huge, huge deal with America's youth now. Yeah. Like our friend Ryan McGuffey. He's a coach in that. Mm -hmm. His kid's one of the best players. And they go from league to league to year-round. Flag football is huge. We
1: got one injury from this, do we not, JC? Yes, we did Miles Garrett with a dislocated toe. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right, what else is going on in the NFL?
2: Uh, according to the athletic uh, post that we saw here, NFL concussions rise during 2022 regular season, uh, particularly among QBs, uh, which obviously the biggest we saw was Tua this year finally passing concussion protocol uh, over the weekend. Uh, but concussions were roughly up 18% the season, and 60% of that increase came from quarterbacks and special teams.
0: So it's the, the players are bigger, stronger. Faster than they've ever been before. Go back and look at the size of what the offensive linemen were when the 85 Bears, our last Super Bowl champion. You had guys playing at 265, 270 pounds. The max was 278, 275. And you thought that was big at the time. And now, remember William Perry, oh my God, he weighs 300 pounds, isn't it? Yes. Every lineman on the Bears, north of 300 pounds on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You have some teams, guys are playing... 370, 380, they hit harder, they run faster. Yeah, it's it's a scary game, man.
1: So when I see the concussions up 18%, I guess my bottom line of it is when Roger Goodell continues to preach safety in the NFL, do something with the helmets, all this stuff, Cap, you cannot bring that number down in a physical sport. I know that the NFL is trying to make it seem like it's ballet. You know, you can't touch the quarterbacks, you can't touch skill position guys, you can't hit, you can't uh, tackle them roughly. But it's still a physical sport. How is it that I'm hearing whispers? and I think you might have heard this as well, where there might be some defensive coordinators or some teams, maybe in college and the pros, who are like, "Don't sack the quarterback, just rush him." What do you mean, don't sack the quarterback? My instinct is to get him down on the ground. Correct. But every time you take him down the ground, it's, it's it's perceived as being rough, roughing the passer. That sucks. If you're doing a form tackle and the referee says, "Boy, that was a tough crunch," we got to give him a flag. That hurts the league. To me, for me, I don't see that on Saturdays. but I see it a lot on Sundays.
0: Yeah, you do all you can to get a mobile quarterback on the ground. You use the weight of his body. That's nice. a fifty. Stop. Don't play football. Play football. Well, they talk about these
1: concussions like you can't do anything about this in a, in a physical sport. Can't Correct. do it. Correct. Now, obviously, Tua was the it was really unbelievable to see him down on the ground, fingers going in five different directions. And then he's back out there playing a couple weeks later.
0: And then gets another one. And as I just watched an interview with his parents. Crazy. And they said all this talk about him retiring. He's not retiring. No. His doctors have cleared him. He is going to play football.
1: Yes. He will be out there still playing his mediocre, mediocre
0: football. Remember <laughs> when it was Tank Fertua? Yeah. Ever thought he'd be the number one pick? Never saw it. Never, Never saw it. Saw it.
2: No. And on the same line, too, we also had Antonio Brown. I don't know yes. if you guys saw this. Yeah. Antonio Brown uh, blamed someone for his CTE. Do you have that, Jay Moore?
3: I wanted to tell you guys that I think James Harrison gave me CTE. James Harrison had a legal helmet for over 20 years in the NFL And he hit me one time. And ever since he hit me, I've been super aggressive. So blame James Harrison for my CTE. Okay. So you blame James
1: Harrison for you being a clown this whole time? You're taking your your uniform off and dancing in the end zone and retiring that way. All your histrionics, all the stuff that you've done with Tom Brady's wife, ex-wife, that's all because of James Harrison? How How about in his mansion, does he have any mirrors? Maybe a few mirrors and look in the mirror. Personal responsibility. How about that? Correct. Just for a change. James Harrison's the reason why I act this way. This He gave me CTE. The absolute clown. Clown. Keep him out of the news, please. <laughs> Keep him out of the... He keeps making himself a story. Gets on Snapchat. is nailing some blonde. And says, oh, I was hacked. What? Come on, man.
0: He's done. <sighs> yes, thank He's you. He's yesterday's news.
2: Yes. Yes. All right. What else do we have? All right. uh, Before the weekend, we saw an eBay post blow up of Tom Brady's sand. Do you guys know what that auction is at right now? I
0: I can only imagine. Here's the sand that Brady stood on when he announced his retirement.
2: Really? The jar's at $99,000. There's no way. There's no way someone's paying that.
3: Cap. Cap. Hang on a second.
1: People know exactly where Brady was when he made his announcement. They know the seaweed and where he was on the beach. They know or maybe where this guy was off camera and he sucked.
3: Saw... That's Tom Brady. The sand.
1: Well, there's a sucker born every minute, isn't Correct. it? Correct. The sand cap where he made his announcement. How do you know it's the actual sand? You know, there's wind, you know. What if it's, what if it's different
0: sand? But if the granules blew 50 feet away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: my God. This country. We're in such a
2: wacky country, man. Well, I thought, too, if Tom Brady signs a jar, what does that make the value?
0: Sign the jar! Tom, can <laughs> you sign this? Sure, what is that? That's the sand you were standing on. He'd look at you like you got turds for earrings. Right. What? Do you know that back in the day, true story, there was a company that wanted to market Secretariat's poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would pick up the... Oh. Dung, I think they call it. Yes, horse terms, and put it in these plastic cubes, and they would sell it. And the owners went, "No, oh, we're not doing that."
1: Come on, yes. Man. I, I, Tom Brady sand cab. We can go over here, just maybe ten minutes away. Just get some sand and just say it's Tom Brady's, and people would believe it. It's just stupid, stupid. <laughs> JC, you sounds like you it sounds like you'd be on that. Yeah, I would.
2: I'd try it. <laughs> He'd buy scam the, sand. Somebody. the sand for Tom Brady where you sat. I mean, if it was not my price range, it'd be a nice little oh. uh, little piece on the wall. I got a piece on the wall for you, but
1: it's not the sand. And that, my friends, is around the NFL. Right here on Chicago's Hope for Sports. Courtney Cronin. Courtney Cronin is going to be with us coming up. Her thoughts. She had a great article that Cap and I read from ESPN.com. Check it out, and we'll talk to her about that next Captain J Hood, weekday mornings at seven. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain J Hood. The Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney Smith. A first round draft pick, according to multiple sources. Also, Seton Hall, they defeated DePaul 69 to 64. Northwestern. No. Oh, go Cats. They defeat Wisconsin 54 to 52. The Bulls will take on the Spurs tonight at the United Center at 7.
4: Cap and J-Hood are back
1: Just when I thought I was
4: out They pulled me back in On Chicago's home for sports ESPN Chicago Mike, Mike.
1: Courtney Cronin National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN.
4: I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking
1: down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines.
4: Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney
3: Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Also on the ESPN Chicago app, where you can find the Bear Down podcast. Need more Bears? Check out Bleck and Abdallah talking about the Bears on the Bear Down podcast. Available now on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Courtney Cronin. She wrote a great piece on ESPN.com entitled "Justin Fields Improvement And Year Two Gives Bears Options to Deal Number One Pick." And Courtney joins us here on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Courtney. Hey guys,
4: how are you?
1: What's up, Double C?
4: Not too much. It's a busy weekend with uh, the NBA trying to take some of the NFL's footprint because there was not much going on outside of a tic-tac-toe competition with long snappers yesterday, Mm -hmm. which I enjoyed in the Pro Bowl, but that's the only thing I enjoyed from the Pro Bowl.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, let's just ask about your your piece, though, because we directed people to uh, what you wrote. So when you take a look at fields, yes, I think that at least that's one of the four pillars for the Bears. But you believe that the Bears have options to deal at number one pick because they have the quarterback in place. Can you talk a little bit about that, that possible philosophy for the Bears?
4: Yeah, no, I do. And I think that it all stems back from what Ryan Poles said at the season-ending press conference a couple weeks ago, that he'd have to be blown away by a draft prospect to deviate from his plan that Justin Fields is the starter in 2023. And I you know, everything's starting in earnest for them in building this 2023 Bears team. The Bears just came back from the Senior Bowl where Luke Getzey was coaching. And, you know, it's not like they would have gotten a great look at any quarterbacks that they would expect to replace Justin Fields if they went that route because none of the stars were down there. I mean, the biggest name was Max Duggan, and that's not somebody that the Bears would be looking at in any circumstance when you look at Justin Fields, what he meant means to this team, what he meant last season, the improvement. And I think the flexibility, because now's the time where these conversations about the number one pick will start to get a little bit more steam because we're about four weeks out from the Combine. That's when those conversations that go from informal chats between GMs and passing, having a drink at the bar during the Senior Bowl, whatever those moments are, they start to really pick up steam when the rumor mill starts at the Combine and seeing which teams are willing to actually get involved and give the draft capital the Bears are going to be looking for there. And I just, you know, I've been a, I've been a staunch believer that Fields is the guy, and given the rhetoric that's around this team, from the coaches to the front office, it's hard to see that going a different way. I also don't fault the front office and what it would fault them if they didn't do their due diligence in looking at prospects they could take with the number one pick, including the quarterback spot. But I did this article Just to kind of do like a full, because it's been a month since the season's ended, almost to the date, just a full refresh of all the areas that he got better in and where he still needs to improve because the things that Paul said about him, you know, if you can just put it all together, he had some incredible flashes with his legs. That's what kept him in games. They were averaging nearly 30 points a game during that midway stretch week seven through 11. A lot of it due to Justin Fields and his ability to get outside the pocket and run but if he can just put it together as a passer, and they show, there's strides that you'll see within some of those numbers that show you, hey, you get receivers who can create separation. You get receivers who, frankly, are more talented than what they have on their roster right now. Things might be a little bit different for Fields next year, but in that same breath, he's got to do things differently. He averaged the highest time in the pocket per pass play. He was had the highest time uh, to throw the release of the ball before, you know, Before the play was made of any quarterback outside of Russell Wilson last year, so I mean there is a lot to improve upon. But I think the Bears are in a good spot right now to be dealers at the at the you know ahead of the NFL draft and do something different with that number one pick and not including the option of a quarterback there.
0: Do you believe like I believe I think Hoodie's with me, but I would love your perspective on this because I follow social media and the Bears stuff as closely as anybody does. Every single fan on there with trade proposals are we're getting 16 number one picks, <laughs> DeForest Buckner, Michael Pittman Jr., and their firstborn. And so, any trade that Ryan Poles makes, people are going to look at that's all you got. It, it, I don't understand how they think Houston's just going to go take whatever you want off the roster. I want to go from two to one.
4: Yeah, there's. To me, the most important part, bottom line, is that 2024 first-round pick for the Chicago Bears and being able to have multiple first-rounders, kind of like what the Philadelphia Eagles have, because when you're trading draft assets, you're not just thinking about the return that you get in that in the draft that you're trading, so polls, wherever they move, if it was two with Houston, four with Indianapolis, nine with Carolina, that's all great, but you're thinking about which of these teams are probably going to be in this same position drafting top 10 next year and give you another high draft pick next year, because you don't want to be in the top 10, because that means your record is reflective of that. So for, for Ryan Poles and what he gets in return here, certainly if there was a trade that somehow DeForest Buckner came back, came back with the draft capital to the Chicago bears and you end up getting your three technique, a very disruptive one at that, that would be, you know, that's the best possible case scenario. It's unlikely that that would happen with Indianapolis because you're trading multiple first-round picks and you're not giving up your best defensive player in the process to move up to number one. But he's going to have the flexibility to call his shot here. I think, though, he's really going to be looking at what it means for next year because think about where Philly is where they have two first-round picks this year, and they're all like in pretty good position. So they are going to be able to kind of continue to reload what they have on their roster. I mean, it's not—it's never just about year one. It's always about cap planning in terms of free agency and what you do down the line beyond the first season uh, or the season in question. And then it's beyond the season that you are drafting. Right now for them, number one, maybe it'll change. I expect it to change. What do you do next year? How How much better of a position can you put yourself in next year for your draft capital?
1: Uh, Courtney, you were on ESPN 1000 yesterday afternoon. Were you on during the uh, Kyrie Irving trade uh, conversation? Yes. So it, it broke during your show yesterday.
4: It did. It broke right around 3 o'clock. We were in the middle of talking about Curry's injury and how long he's going to have to stay out past the All-Star break. And then that Woj bomb comes down and makes a very boring Pro Bowl Sunday into an exciting day.
1: Mm-hmm. So what do, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, Kyrie goes to Dallas. Cap and I just said uh, temporarily it's an interesting move, and I understand why Dallas made it because it's outside of Denver. It's a wide-open west. But here's a guy here that's unreliable, is great a talent. I, I will never disc, never talk about how bad a player he is because he's a terrific player on the floor. It's all the other tangibles around it.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's never a sure thing with Kyrie. He's injury-prone. He's controversial. You know, he'll miss games for a handful of reasons. So I I got to credit Mark Cuban for going all in because, remember, last time they tried this with Kristaps Porzingis, it did not work out, and he's playing for the Wizards right now. And you need to pair a superstar with Luka Doncic. He asked for that during the offseason. They get rid of Jalen Brunson, and his usage rate right now is, is off the charts. I read somewhere it's like the fifth highest, like 39% usage rate, like the fifth highest in a single season in NBA history, you're asking too much of him. So if you compare him with an elite scorer and somebody who is a generational talent on the floor and Kyrie Irving, that's great, but the unknowns beyond what it means this season are kind of a headache for the Dallas Mavericks. They're trying to keep Luka Doncic there beyond 2027, assuming you can win this year because their title odds jumped considerably. I think that that's at least a gamble you're willing to take. To me now, and for everybody else, the question becomes, like, what about Durant? Does he he ask out before Thursday's deadline? And, you know, in thinking locally here, because I've been a proponent, despite the fact that the Bulls won the other night, I think they need to blow it up. So what if? What if they go, if you're the Brooklyn Nets in theory, to try to, like, go and trade, um, you know, turn around and go land somebody else to get right back in the contender's pool, because you're fourth in the East. What if they called the Bulls and said DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine? And like all the and some of the picks that we just got, we're sending it back to you. Like, could you say no to that? Considering I don't think this Bulls team is going anywhere, despite the roller coaster that the season's been. I I like the idea.
0: So lay that trade out again quickly because we're just about out of time.
4: So I mean, think about it. Like the Nets can't really afford to go into tank mode, rebuild mode, because they owe their next five drafts to the Houston Rockets because of James Harden. Correct. That trade. That Pick didn't work swaps out.
0: swaps or whatever. Yeah.
4: Yes, so you have a chance now if you say, okay, Kevin, we'll do what you want. Eventually we'll get rid of Simmons, but what if we get you another big fish? Who's to say it's not DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine? And looking at teams like the Bulls that might be in a situation at the trade deadline to start selling instead of buying, I I don't think you could say no or at least take that phone call.
0: It's a great discussion point. Courtney, we got to roll. Have a wonderful rest of your day.
4: Thank you, guys. Talk to you Friday.
1: Take care. All right, this uh, Courtney Cronin with us here on ESPN 1000. Yesterday was the Grammys, and we have someone on our staff that actually can they vote work. for the Grammys. Yeah, I'm, that's where we're here to help. We have someone who votes for the Grammys that's on our staff, who is a, is a wow. Grammy voter. We'll talk about that coming you know up that next. That's <laughs> Sylvie. That's it on our staff. I like you, Joe, right? No, it's not Sylvie. But we'll talk about it coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7.
4: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. The Grammy
0: goes to Lizzo for About Damn Paul. Um, huh?
4: Let me tell you something. Me and Adele having a good time, just enjoying ourselves, just rooting for our friends. So this is an amazing night. This is so unexpected. Um, I want to dedicate this award to Prince. my needs Um, When we lost Prince, I decided to dedicate my life to making positive music. And um, <laughs> I was like, I don't care if my positivity bother you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> And this was at a time when positive music and feel-good music wasn't mainstream at that point, and I felt very misunderstood.
1: Lizzo, one of the many winners at the Grammys last night, as you're listening to Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. tell you one thing, Cap, about the music business, and you know we have someone that, uh, that can vote on the Grammys every year. You know we have someone. I was unaware of this. All right. So, Jake Cantu, your thoughts as All you right,
2: are. And I voted for... No, no.
1: You get oh. out of the way. Jay Moore is, a, at, his, at his very heart, is a DJ and also no is musically inclined. He has a vote every year for the Grammys.
0: Did you know this? I did not know this. I know that Jay Moore is a very in tune with pop culture man.
1: Mm-hmm. But in his music, though, in his music bag... So, uh, you know, you flew into Los Angeles last night. He made it in time for the show. Jay Moore, that's dedication, man. How was the party last night? Harry Styles you were at, right? The Styles party? Uh, Yeah. No. <laughs> you weren't there? No, I didn't go this year. Oh, okay. But I voted. All right. So tell us the votes because album of the year, Harry Styles is there. You got Lizzo we just heard from. Springsteen on there. Uh, no. no, they're talking about, you know, artists that
3: are relevant today. Bob Seger. <laughs> so... Yes,
0: actually.
3: <laughs> All right, so who did you vote for, sir? Yot-rock. Actually, Album of the Year, I did vote for Harry Styles. I thought he had a real great album, depending on, like, if you look at the category and who was he was up against. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about popularity. A lot of people look at popularity. Popularity gets you on a ballot, mm-hmm. but it's about art. And to me, artistically, he had the best album. So Harry Styles, the
1: Album of the Year. Yes. When you work out, it'll be at the gym that you're at. You'll hear Harry Styles.
3: (laughs) No, it It will be. As we was, it was a big record. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: Lizzo about damn time. And Lizzo just outrageous. She's out there. We just heard from her. You know what I always find funny about the Grammys? If you're nominated, Cap, say you're nominated. And you're in a mix with Doja Cat and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige, all these people, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have something in your back pocket, right? In case you win, there's no way you're going to go up there and be like, I had no idea Cap'n J would win. I just had no idea. You'd have something in your back pocket for a speech, wouldn't you? And who's the one who has a cat, did you say? Doja. (laughs) Would you not have something in your back pocket? I would. Some kind of speech,
3: something, right? Correct. I don't know what to say. I can't believe I won. Of course. In all honesty, you don't know if you're going to win or not. And when you see the competition is so fierce, sometimes you just be like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get it. What about
1: you, Cap, and Bonnie Raitt? You're, you're a big Bonnie Raitt guy. She shouldn't have got it. Who? You know who Bonnie Raitt is. Oh, she's a country singer. Yes. You're you're a fan.
3: She won no. Record
1: of the
0: Year. I am, I hate both kinds, country and western. I don't like either.
3: Shout out to our listeners downstate. Go ahead. The difference between Record <laughs> of the Year and Song of the Year. The Record of the Year is basically for... Everyone who did the record, from the producers, the writers, the mixers, the engineers. And the song of the year is just the artist. The songwriter. The, the song, song of year the year is just the songwriter. Okay. And so I felt uh, Harry Styles should have got that. Mm-hmm. And did they bring the cat up
0: on stage? A bit? <laughs> no, that's, uh, the cat's part of the after party. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so, so, wow. I'm just telling you. But some great takeaways I took uh, from the Grammys mm-hmm. actually was the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop. Man, that was unbelievable. That performance was great. Man, you just, you know, what I'm always interested in, Jay
1: Moore, is like how many microphones are ready? That whole production. That's the thing, right? Yeah. If you have a whole bunch of artists cap on the stage at the same time, man, who could, who's on the board controlling all the mics? There's like a hundred mics out there.
3: Yeah, you got about seven sound men. Wow. Running through all those mics, keeping those channels up crazy as well as uh the dr dre global impact war mm-hmm. that's coming up every year so that was great that he got that dr. this year. Dre is great and yes. also shout out to a couple of chicago cats jay ivy spoken word artist he took on his first award last night mm-hmm. he plays for the pistons no jay ivy <laughs> no that's a different ivy <laughs> not not the I'm guy looking
0: at the box courts is jay
3: ivy for the pistons. No, not, not, that the, J. not the moribund <laughs> Pi- go ahead and Chicago house DJ Terry Hunter. Oh. He was nominated she's for... She's on XRT, I think. He is not. <laughs> he was nominated for his house remix of Beyonce's uh, You Can't Break My Soul. He didn't win, but he got nominated. So that was pretty good. And so those are some among some of your votes, correct? Yes. But let's just give it to
1: Beyonce. Now, what's the total? Do we know the total amount? Because we talk about Tom Brady being the GOAT, right? Beyonce has to be in that same photo as far as GOAT for what she's done. She's a GOAT of the
3: Grammys. She actually has 32 wins. Who's beating that? Uh, Who's beating that? 32 Grammys? And actually, the I guess, I think his name Michael is... Michael Jackson? He, he can't anymore. Not anymore, but how many <laughs> does he have in his lifetime?
1: Not as much he, he as He doesn't have that many. Think about that. So th- that's what we got to do, Cap. The next level of the show is the music and d- debating the best... <laughs> the best artist. like Beyonce's got to be one as much as Adele and Mary J Blige were, were smiling they, they're doing it through grit teeth though because they're like Beyonce again and she came late by
3: the way well she took home four out of the eight that she were, uh, was nominated for clearly the goat though right definitely 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 the goat. okay can you tell
0: me Beyonce you said has 32 yes who did she pass who has 31
3: uh, the guy from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Sir George Salty. Mm-hmm. Yes, he had 31. Correct. He Quincy. died in 97, so that's when his streak ended. Quincy Jones. 28. Oh. Quincy Jones has 28. 28. Correct. Yeah. And he's the GOAT in what he does as a producer, director,
1: obviously,
0: great music. But no one's being Beyonce, Cap. Not now. Think Sp- about it. Yeah, Springsteen, a lot of these are not active anymore. Some are. Springsteen has twenty. He's 12 behind. He and he's still, like 70 years old. We can still catch up, though. He's got no chance. He'll be doing <laughs> no it in, in his shot. 80s. <laughs> no <shot. laughs> I'm I'm chance. He's not catching be Beyonce. Unless she announces her retirement, no shot.
1: Uh, I just thought that the Grammys was, was uh, terrific. I think that Trevor Noah did a great job as a host. Yeah. And hey, AJ Z, when, when they celebrate 50 years of hip hop, take a mic, get on the stage.
3: You, you know, I've I, I thought about that, too. He should have been up, get there. up there. Absolutely.
1: I know there's a lot of people in their rocking chairs in Omaha were like, wait a minute, Queen Latifah's a rapper? <laughs> LL Cool J's a rapper? Wait a minute, Ice-T. I watch him on lawn uh, Order. What, what's going on? He's rappy. He's a rappy guy. I know a lot of people had to be surprised. They're taking the microphone. They see him as actors for 20 years. They're like, you're a rap guy? Ah, holding their nose, watching the Grammys. Which direction will the Bulls go ahead of the NBA trade deadline? Which direction are they going to go? Do you believe in this front office for the Bulls? Cap and I will talk about that in two minutes on Chicago's Home for Sports.